I've seen. Like, people, like, some people in there, they're, like, fucking software engineers mm-hmm. in the industry for, like, 10 years. Their net worth is, like, what, 10 mil or some shit like that. And then they're still, like, oh, no, I don't feel safe retiring early. And and they're just, like, oh, I still want to chase after the next milestone because 10 mil is not enough. But, like, <laughs> you know, that this is why I say the fire movement. To some people, I feel like it has lost its meaning. Like, people are just, like, chasing after it more and more, which is the exact same as a rat race. Like, what's the difference? It's just a different way of approaching the rat race. Welcome to the Early Retirement Advantage Podcast, where you will get weekly doses of inspiration to pursue financial freedom while caring for your mental health. After being diagnosed with several mental illnesses during the pandemic and getting fired soon after that, I decided to turn that into an opportunity to pursue FIRE, financial independent and retire early. If you're ready to kickstart your financial freedom journey while taking care of your mental health, you've come to the right place. You will learn the mindset and strategies to retire early from anything that no longer serves you. We also talked about one thing that I, I find is a big issue with the fire movement is that some people in the fire movement, they just feel like everyone else is just stupid. They're inferior. They're like peasants or sheeple. And there's just like that. Maybe I just don't like. It's culty. Yeah. Well, I don't like this culty thing. And I also don't like the superior thing. Like it really reminds me of white supremacy. And privileged people don't know how privileged they are and looking down upon everyone else. And maybe because I am the so-called minority, like I am a woman, I, I am a person of color, uh, I'm a first-gen immigrant, I have neurodivergence. Like there's so many things that like makes me so-called inferior in the traditional sense. And so it makes me angry. It makes me angry that these privileged AF people are like preaching something and like, you know, preaching something that they feel like it's like the truth for everyone. And they're just like looking down upon everyone else. And that really bothers me. And not only that, I also feel like the movement itself has, I don't know like if it lost its original meaning, but I really feel like a lot of times these people are like betting everything on this unknown bright future. Like the bright is like in quotes, because Mm -hmm. is it really bright though? Because I've seen a lot of people who like all their lives, they've been striving to hit that FI number or like most of their adult lives. Mm-hmm. And then when they actually hit it, they're like, what next? Because they're so focused on hitting the FI number, they forget about the meaning of the, you know, hitting FI number. It's about the choice of what you're going to do after you do that. But if you don't even think about the choice, then you're going to arrive at your FI number and you're going to be fucking lost. You're going to be like, okay, what next? Like, am I just going to watch Netflix all day or like even sit on the beach? Like how long can you do this for? And I've heard so many stories of people who accumulating a, accumulated a certain level of wealth and then they you know they have this like fantasy they're like oh yeah when i retire early when i um when i hit my fi number i'm gonna live this like beautiful future i'm just gonna like sit on the beach i'm gonna write poems you know typical retiree life and then when they actually get there they're like what the fuck like this is this sucks this is boring like my brain hates it my body hates it i feel like i'm dying sooner because there's nothing that excites me anymore my life has no meaning and like another thing that people tend to forget is that work is not just like one thing that gives you money for a lot of people it's like it gives you meaning it makes you feel useful and so what the fuck are you gonna do after you hit your fi number if you don't even focus on the choice like what's next you know that that's a question that i feel like people don't even think about like people are just like imagining that once i have a million dollars or once i hit my fi number i'm gonna live happily ever after but like is that really true like life is not a fucking fairy tale like get your shit together be responsible for your own fucking life choices honestly i think i'm the type to get angry almost like a mom like i'm not angry because i feel like these people are like evil (laughs) i'm angry because i'm like bro like there's so much potential and i'm so angry that you don't see the potential i'm so angry that you don't see the things that can actually drastically improve the quality of your life i think 
I'm angry in, in terms of, and I'm also maybe partially angry at myself too, because I used to think that way too. I used to think that, oh, once I hit like, you know, a million dollars, I'm going to be so happy. And honestly, when my net worth hit a million dollars, I felt nothing. Dude, it's like so anticlimactic. I thought, oh, once I'm a millionaire, I thought I, I'm going to be like those people on TV. I'm going to like celebrate and shit. No, I, I saw my personal capital net worth chart and I'm like, okay, a million dollars. And I'm like shocked. Yes, because that wasn't my goal to begin with. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm like, okay, so this is what it feels because I like don't feel all that much. I think, I mean, I think the core of it is setting expectations. Right? Uh -huh. Like for me, hitting a million dollars, like for me, it was, I guess for me, it was like, yes, getting a million dollars, but I guess for me, there's always the like, I know how fast I can burn through it. I know, mm -hmm. how, I know how, for me at least, how, like, it's almost inevitable whether I get there in five years, 10 years, or 50 years. Like, mm -hmm. I will get there eventually. I see. I see a lot of people, and I know a lot of people where five in of itself gives a meaning. Oh. And it's almost like the short term, right? Mm. It's, it's like the people who like, you know, who like run the marathon. But instead of thinking I'm going to hit 26 miles, they're thinking I'm going to hit five, then 10, then 15, then 20, then 26 miles, right? Mm. And I feel like for some people, they're definitely in that mindset of that. Let me just get to five and I'll figure it out. Then, then let me but get it's to a moving goalpost. Like if you're just betting your happiness on the next milestone, yeah. that next money milestone, there's always more and more. There, there will never be the end. Like a lot of people I mean, are like, when I get to $1 million, I'm going to be happy. But these uh -huh. same people, when they get to $1 million, if they get there, uh -huh. they're going to be like, oh no, you know, if I can get to $1 million, maybe I can do two. Maybe I can do three. Maybe I can do four. And it just never ends. And always chasing after the so-called happiness that doesn't even exist. You know what's funny? Fire is meant to prevent that. Yeah, but like you see these in the, like even in the fire subreddit, mm -hmm. and even in the fat fire subreddit, I've seen like people, like some people in there, they're like fucking software engineers mm -hmm. in the industry for like 10 years. Their net worth is like what, 10 mil or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. And then they're still like, oh no, I don't feel safe retiring early. And and they're just like, oh, I still want to chase after the next milestone because 10 mil is not enough. But like, <laughs> you know, that this is why mm -hmm. I say the fire movement to some people, I feel like it has lost its meaning. Like people are just like chasing after it more and more, which is, the exact same as a rat race. Like, what's the difference? It's just a different way of approaching the rat race. Well, I mean, that is true. You, I mean, I guess the interesting thing for me is, you know, coming from that perspective, I'm like, mm. there's an opportunity cause and, you know, uh, golden handcuffs, right? Golden handcuffs are, mm -hmm. are a real thing, right? Right. You know, like, right. And, and especially in a career like software engineering. Right? Yeah, the lucrative. Longer, yeah, well, the yeah. longer you're in it, like, Hey, maybe in the beginning of your career you're making one fifty a year. Uh huh. Uh -huh. By the time you're ten years later, about to retire, you're making five hundred a year. Right. So even if you have ten million saved up, that's uh -huh. still what five percent of your net worth you're picking in every single. Yes. You know, but then year. at the same time, mm -hmm. isn't that the exact opposite of what the fire movement is about? Because it's about freedom. But if you're unable, <laughs> if you're unable to like right. say yes to freedom, then well. What kind of fire movement are you in? Right. Well, I guess for me, my my goal of fire mm -hmm. was to never get that. Was to, well, for me, it is freedom. Mm. It's a freedom to say that, I guess for me, it's always been the freedom of like, yes, my default will, will be I'll probably work. There's no point in my life where like, mm -hmm. I, I don't think anything gives me as much benefit. Yeah. Mental or physical, whatever, yeah. as working my nine to five. Yeah, and that's fine. There's you nothing know? wrong with it. But for me, what FI gives me mm -hmm. is the opportunity that if something comes by mm -hmm. that maybe in the short term does not benefit me, i.e. a startup or right. a business. You're allowed to say yes. I'm allowed to say yes. Yeah. Without no, I, I completely agree. Yeah. Right? So for me, like, it's always been like that. So yeah. I understand these people, but I guess these people just haven't thought that second level of what I feel does like, FI give you? I feel like these people that I'm talking about, I mean, obviously, I'm yeah. not like, I don't have a camera and 
in their lives. I don't know exactly what happens, uh-huh. but I feel like their situation is that they're so obsessed with making more and more. I feel something even, very goal-oriented. Yeah, even mm-hmm. if there's an opportunity, like what you said, like, yeah. you know, a startup opportunity, yeah. they might not say yes because they're like, why Why the fuck would I not make like 500K or like 800K or whatever the fuck yeah. for like this opportunity that might bring me more happiness, right. but they're still like, no, I want money. They're like uh-huh. too obsessed with money. I almost feel like... I feel these types of people, mm. they're using fire... Almost uh-huh. like a dick measuring contest. <laughs> no, no. Really? No. I, I feel like no, sometimes no. it happens. Well, yes, some people like wealth for that. Uh, but, but remember, the whole point of fire is not to accumulate. Right. And well, if you're on fat fire, that's very different. Fat uh-huh. fire are people who I feel like a lot of people on fat fire, they don't get there because their goal was fire. Mm-hmm. No, right? no, I, dude, I, I completely agree. Right. A lot of people don't don't understand. They're like, uh-huh. they're like, oh, um, I have to be like obsessed with like fire in order to get there but no a lot of people got them accidentally because right. they're so focused on their startup or right. on you know some like investment Chance. or business right, right. venture yeah right, right. Yeah. yeah yeah well it's not so planned out and right. intentional right. especially yeah. fat fire nobody mm-hmm. is making 10 million dollars coming out of, like mm-hmm. that's nobody's goal to make 10 million dollars by yeah. 30 yeah you yeah because yeah. it's impossible like uh, it's not impossible. well i wouldn't say it's impossible but it it's just impossible like to plan yeah, if you just read about these, like, you know, successful entrepreneurs' biography, you'll know that it wasn't their goal to make, like, no. you know, a million or a billion dollars. It was their goal to solve a giant-ass problem. <laughs> solve giant problem? Oh. And then the money is a natural yeah. byproduct. It's not, right. like, their their one and only right. goal. Right. Or, if, uh, especially a lot of software people, uh-huh. you know, join in, like, 2010 for some small startup that got yeah. bought out for $30 billion. Right. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, yeah. You, know, you didn't have a plan. You just wanted to find a 9 to 5 and you ended up with $10 million. How did right. that happen? You don't know. Nobody yeah. else can replicate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? No, same. Yeah. yeah. I feel the same. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do feel like a lot of people, for them, fire is, like, you know, they don't have meaning in their life. They don't really know what they do. But mm-hmm. fire seems like a very... I mean, fire is very easy to understand. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, fire slash getting to a fire number. Accumulation mm-hmm. is very easy to understand for a lot right. of people. Right. And it's not that different from our, no. you know, already existing capitalistic no. mainstream yeah. culture. Yeah. You know what's very interesting is, like, I, I'm also on Fat Fire a lot. Mm. You go on there, a lot of people's questions, the number one comment is, get a freaking therapist. <laughs> it's always, right? Because there's always people like... Hey, I'm in this situation. I don't know how to feel. Like, you know, what about... Right, like, right, right, right. Bro, right, you have right, a lot of money, right. get a therapist. You know yeah. what? You need somebody you can trust. Because here's the problem, especially with a lot of fire people. Uh-huh. You don't have a lot of people who you can talk to. Right? Uh-huh. Because you can't trust them? No. Oh. If you have $10 million... Oh, because people can't relate. Exactly. Uh. Because you go to people with your problems, you go to friends with your problems, and they're just going to be like, bro, you have $10 million, what the fuck? But I feel like trust is a big thing, too. Like, a lot of people, they feel like when they're rich, like, they can't trust people for some reason. Like, for some reason, it, like, changes everything, and, like, nobody can be trusted. Everyone's, like, you know, wanting to take a piece of their cake or whatever the fuck. You know what? Like, I don't think that is uncommon, mm-hmm. that feeling. And mm-hmm. I don't think that's uncommon in currents especially for a lot of people let's say like you know there's one fat fire person who's like mm-hmm. look i live in the middle of like montana uh. everybody around me you know the houses here are like a hundred thousand each right uh. nobody has more than a million dollars net worth and yeah. i have 30 yeah you know yeah nobody will understand my problems nobody will understand my thing of hey do i stay here do i move to new york do i commute both ways do i buy a you know <laughs> okay here's what i believe uh-huh. i'm interrupting my own episode to invite you to my live masterclass on early retirement teaches you exactly how to plan your early retirement and retire from anything that no longer serves you so i mentioned that it is free to sign up simply head over to the link in the show notes i believe that when you have these like 
-hmm. feelings problem is what I call them. If you have feelings problem, you don't necessarily need the exact same person in the exact same position or with the exact same amount of wealth in Mm -hmm. order for them to like help you out. Like, for example, when you have these, like, just like, let's say therapist, right? Like when I see my therapist, do I need my therapist to be a multimillionaire? Not necessarily. She just needs to be able to solve feelings problems. So I feel like these people, their their direction of searching for help is Uh not necessarily accurate, I feel. Well, for me, the the problem with, I feel like the problem when you have that much money Mm. going to other people is that can those other people put aside their own feelings? Mm, that's why you go to a professional right well or for me you go on fat fire because other people who have 10 million dollars will understand you and not have their okay okay i sometimes go Uh on fat fire not for anything but just for like shits and giggles and maybe for like you know Uh my business Uh but a lot of times i feel like these people they're in an echo chamber and they're just like regurgitating the same problem over and over again and they're just like nobody can really be in there and like take them out of that shithole like they're just like in their giant bubble yes. <laughs> honestly like when you go in there it, it's ridiculous the shit yeah. that people post about right well again this is why for me i'm like look the number one comment usually is get a therapist or talk to some counselor or mm-hmm. something right yeah for me what's useful is that when there's things like hey you know i have two kids and you know my wife and i were what's the best way i can get into all their things you know like those things i'm like those are actually useful mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. Like, hey, your therapist not going to help you on that. They yeah. don't know the fat fire way to take care of your kids, mm-hmm. you know, which yeah. for me, that's useful. You know, mm-hmm. hey, you know, I have my parents in like Florida and I want to take care of them or, you know, things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So like those things are useful. But yeah, for people going in, having a, you know, cri- midlife crisis with $40 million in the bank. Yeah. Like, yeah, those people. Yes. Get yourself a counselor. Get yourself to a counselor. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. I just think, but yeah, I mean, what's interesting is I sometimes find very wholesome posts on the fire. Like, you know, mm. people who did it right, right? Like, hey, uh, I finally hit my fire number and it's been two years, yeah, you know, and yeah. how things are going. Like those yeah. posts, I'm like, look, those are actually, I find actually very helpful, right? Mm. Because they found the solution or they've actually taken the fire movement to its actual nirvana, for lack of a better Well, what does that mean? Well, for Buddhism, right? Nirvana is the goal. Once you hit there, you, yeah. don't, you don't continue the cycle of pain. You just, you've hit enlightenment. You've, you know, you've transcended See, yeah. I, I don't like that approach. I, I honestly don't like that approach. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. the overemphasis of the goal or the nirvana well, no, can no. fuck up your current life. Sure, sure. You know, you're right. To put in that context can be problematic. For me, I'm like... It's I, don't, I, don't mm-hmm. believe, I don't believe suffering is always meaningful. I, so here's the thing. I don't believe fire is to suffer. I don't believe the goal mm-hmm. or the way to fire is to suffer. But when people focus too much on the end goal, on the so-called nirvana, people mm-hmm. can go into that path easily. And, feel- and they can be like, oh yeah, this suffering is like, you know, worth it. And then they, mm-hmm. they make like extreme lifestyle sacrifices. Like I've seen people who are mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, like um, I go on a date, but I'm going to like... <laughs> I'm gonna like be super fucking cheap and I'm gonna like <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. My like I, I'm I'm gonna fight with my, my girlfriend. Like, let me finish. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna fight with my girlfriend over like a five dollar parking and then mm-hmm. we're gonna like spend the whole night just getting mad at each other. <laughs> Here's the thing. I feel like you have the personality to do that. Okay, yes. I that's why I feel so strongly because right. I, I right. used to be that person. And I, it fucking yeah. sucked. I, and I've ruined many relationships. I lost many friends. Yeah. I don't even want to go there. Okay. Cause here's the thing. I don't have that problem, mm. right? I'm not talking about right, you. Right, I'm just right, talking right, about right. some people. Right, right. Mm. But, but I'm also saying that there, yeah. are, there are a subset of people that uh-huh. are like yourself who yeah. are willing to go Too all in. Too goal-oriented. Right. Now, now, Too now, focused on nirvana. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Mm. For those people, 
is it better for them to have that goal or mm. not? Right. I, I think it's important to have a balance. Mm. I, I don't think it's like so like I will give everything up for that nirvana or, or that potential nirvana. Right. I, I think it's right. not good for all forms of health, like physical yeah. and mental right. well, and relationships. Uh, well, this is why for me, uh-huh. I, I don't like I don't call it I don't like calling it the fire movement. Mm. For me, the retire early retirement is something you do because you're too old to work. Uh, retirement is retirement is a goal. It's an age, right? We set a retirement age in this country, sixty-two. See, right? I have a different definition of that too. But continue. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, for at least at least in the U.S., the cultural context is retirement yeah. is what you do at the end of work. Uh huh. Right. There is a straight, very hard line. You work and then you retire. Mm-hmm. Right. So for me, saying retire early, I think that pulls in a lot of people who don't understand the nuance. For me, that's why for me, I like the subreddit. It's r slash financial independence. People very, when you talk about fire, people mm-hmm. never, nobody's ever like, hey, let's retire early. Uh, people are like, wait, what's, what's financial independence? Uh-huh, right? uh-huh. It, it's, it's like, what is that? Well, that is the fact that you don't have to work, that you have yeah. these options, that, that, you know, by having a lot of money, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, right? yeah. And I yeah. guess for me, like, I've always understood that. Yeah. viewing the world like hey right. a billionaire can buy whatever the hell he wants he can do whatever he wants uh-huh. doesn't have to work he's got all this money right yeah for me like i've always known that yeah but to put it into a framework to be like hey you know if you do it you get to this point where yeah. that is actually possible i'm like oh like that's interesting yeah all the people in my life i've never right. seen a person like this right yeah i i get that more traditional view of fire and financial yeah. independence mm-hmm. but i also have an issue with it because i don't think that what you want necessarily have to come only after you get to that FI number or you mm-hmm. get to that state where you can like withdraw 4%. Right. Like I, I don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. And I believe a lot of times when people are into the fire movement, what they're mm-hmm. after is not necessarily the actual number. They're not after the actual money. They're mm-hmm. after the feeling that comes with after you achieve that money. And yes. so what are some shortcuts? You can tap into that feeling right now. You don't necessarily have to wait until your net worth is like 1.25 in order for you to have that feeling you know what i because stepping back for a meta point why are people predetermined to be this way mm. i don't know is it a cultural thing is it the fact that a lot of religions promise this you live mm. a nice calm life and then at the end at the afterlife you get you know you, mm. you gotta join jesus in heaven and then you live your yeah. afterlife happily ever after right uh-huh. now again let's take one step back America, we are very puritanical. Right, right, right. right and puritanical right. beliefs are you suffer now, yeah. God is vengeful. Uh-huh. And if you suffer enough, maybe in your next life, yeah. oh, sorry, maybe when you die, you'll be admitted to heaven right, and you'll have right. forever. You yeah. know? Which for me, pretty much shoehorns people into this retire early, suffer now, and at least maybe you can enjoy a bit of life on earth before you die and yeah. have forever happiness. Mm-hmm. Right? There's so, light in the end of the tunnel. Exactly, you know. And again, like a lot of religions have this, right? I mean, like, you know, like, I don't know, Islam, like, mm-hmm. you know, again, Buddhism, you know. I guess the thing with Buddhism is not yeah. really suffering now. It's just life is suffering. So, you know, yeah. it's a too different for, right. like, I feel like the Puritans are, hey, that's hard. I'm going to go suffer, you know, uh-huh. where the Buddhist is like, hey, just be nice to people. And, you uh-huh. know, life, life sucks because life is life. <laughs> you know, it's more of a uh-huh. passive, you know, passive suffering. Yeah, passive suffering. Because uh-huh. look. Look, for me, what's suffering? I don't know. People I know dying. Well, that's always going to happen. Right. 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 It doesn't matter what, you know, it's going to happen no matter. You cannot avoid it unless you literally know no people, which for me is a suffering in of itself, probably. It depends on the person. (laughs) I'm just kidding. True, but we're Uh social animals. So even if you don't like it, even if you're a tributary, you need some amount of social. Right, 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 right. right, So yeah, 
you know so for me like the buddhist suffering is a lot more passive kind of like mm. more of a philosophical life right passive, right you know? yeah but yeah so actually you know i just had this thought but like yeah mm-hmm. stepping back like why are people privileged well because our culture is like this and 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 you know, that's what i don't agree with mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. no i i mean i think it takes a lot for people to reach that re- realization you know mm. yeah yeah, I mean, I guess for me, the good thing is, like, my parents kind of taught me that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? My, my parents were never the work, 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 and then, you know, my parents were always like... That's my parents. <laughs> yeah, which is probably why you act. Dude, like, my, my parents are like, choose suffering, always choose suffering. Dude, yeah. that's my mom. That's, like, literally my mom's tea. You know what? Maybe it worked for her. But, like, I look at my mom, and she's like, I don't want you to become a doctor, lawyer, or whatever. I'm like, why? Because you freaking work so hard for nothing. You're going to be forever alone, yeah, and you I, won't be able to find exactly. a wife. No, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that's her, like, <laughs> better work. But, like, for me, it's like, no, actually, like, she cared about my well-being. Right, you know? She's yeah. like, I saw enough friends go through a doctor that I hate, yeah. that they hate it, you know? Yeah. She's like, you know what? Go get a nine-to-five like your dad and me. We got a nice middle-class life. We travel right, all the right, time. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? True, you know? Like, I never felt rich. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, compared to my classmates, like, look, I, I left the country once, twice a year. Like, mm-hmm. that was a lot. Right, know? right. But, I mean, going back to what we were talking mm-hmm. about, like, the whole, like, tomorrow's better. Or, like, when I hit that FI number is mm-hmm. better. I feel like that actually makes you neglect the now. And I feel like what's more important than the future, you know, the unknown future of Nirvana or whatever, is also important to focus on the now. And I'm not saying that just YOLO and like do risky things and gamble away your money. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that it is possible to tap into those feelings, you know, those like feelings that you feel like you'd get when you hit a certain FI number, you know, you can tap into those same feelings right now. Like, let's say, yeah, let's say if... If your, you know, vision of after you reach financial independence is I'll finally be able to run my business or I'll finally be able to, you know, do some creative stuff such as like painting. Mm-hmm. Well, can you do that now? Yeah. Like you can design that life now. You don't, you yeah. don't have to always wait until after 10 years or 15 or 20 or even like worse, 40 years right. in order to be happy. Right. Yeah. For me, it's, it's not black and white, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, look, a good one big benefit of having a big nest egg is mm-hmm. to weather the storm, right? Right, right. Hey, you know, like, you know, can you take reduced hours and do something else that I actually care about, right? If you yeah. take reduced hours, does that mean you're not saving? Yeah, but is it okay? That's probably fine. Or maybe you're just saving less and that's right? fine. Exactly, exactly. Right? If you have enough to sustain yourself and to keep on working with mm-hmm. a big enough thing, emergency fund, to yeah. keep yourself alive, yeah. and that brings you happiness right now, then, dude, you found the solution. Dude, right? okay. The, here's another thing that I found yeah. is that a lot of people are not spending money to, like, people are not spending money to do practical things a lot of times like especially in our country in the united states people are spending money to take away from the suffering and pain the abuse that they endure at work it's it's to like overcompensate almost like because their work sucks so much they need to do like almost like revenge shopping and they need to like buy things to make this like whole suffering worth it but if your work sucks a little less maybe you you can buy a little less things because like in the end the happiness you derive from these like uh material things they're short-lived like sure you'll feel happy for like let's say a couple days but like it doesn't solve the root problem which is your life sucks because your job is not the right one for you and you suffer so much at your fucking job that pays you maybe six figures. But then at the same time, the majority of these six figure income, they go into taxes, they go into your therapist, they go into your chiropractor, they go into your shopping habits, they go into your housing because of your job. And so in the end, you have to understand that like, what are you really after? Like, does this even make sense? Like do that calculation and figure out like how much are you actually giving up on because of your high paying job? 
it takes courage. Yeah, no, well, it does, but you also need to take a step back because I feel like a lot of people, they're just like blindly looking at the number on your um, employment, like, uh, what do you call it? Like the, the yeah, the paycheck, the contract, and they're just like, oh, no, it's 100K, six figure. Like, this is so great. But like, at the same time, what are the hidden costs, hidden or not, right? Like sometimes people have to move to a different um, high cost of living city because of their job. And that's also cost. And some people have to get a car because of their job. Some people, because their job sucks so much, they have to like see a therapist two times a week. That's also a cost. And then some people, because they sit for long hours, their back is fucked up like me. And we have to see a chiropractor. That's also a cost. And some of us, maybe we're like severely burnt out and depressed. Uh, I guess also because we're suffering so much, working a job that we hate, that's also cost. Like you have to take everything into account and not just like, just looking at the number that's on your paycheck or on your contract. Right. I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's like a two-step process, right? It's like, hey, if there's a problem, you have to first admit there's a problem. Right. Mm-hmm. First, you have to realize that, hey, like, you know, there are other options than this. Mm-hmm. Then once you identify the other options, there's a second step of actually taking that step. Right. Right. Find the courage to be like, hey, and I think it's very hard. It uh, is. And, 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 and Like, it took me uh-huh. to, like, get fired for me to pursue fire. Right. And, and you know what? Like, that, you yourself talking about that, that helps people, right? Mm-hmm. People need role models. People need to know that things are possible, that... Mm-hmm. There are ways, things you can do alternatively, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know, to know that, hey, at least there's somebody else you can talk to. Because right. again, if you're in a corporate setting, mm-hmm. you've got to educate, you've gone to like a university, everybody you know is working at nine to five. Right, right, right. right. Not working that nine to five is actually- It makes you weird looking. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and you yourself know that feeling. Yeah, I know that feeling, so but like, I'd rather be weird than like deeply depressed mm-hmm. and um, hate my life. Right. Well, I, I guess the problem is mm-hmm. some people might not be at that point yet. Yeah. And, and maybe our goal is to not wait till people get to that point before the sex change. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Like I, I didn't, I didn't end up having these realizations when I was still at my like nine six figure job working in finance. No, I was brainwashing myself into believing that I'm so fortunate to have this job. Like I'm living the life that everyone wants. And um, like, this is literally a dream come true. The American dream. Like you, those were like what I was telling myself, even though I didn't feel it, I didn't fully believe it. Cause I felt so much suffering and pain and I hated my life. I was so resentful all the fucking time. But no, that those were stuff that I told myself because that's one way for me to ease the pain. And you know what else I did? I bought a bunch of shit to ease my pain, to make me feel like, oh, this all is worth it because of this job I'm able to afford these nice handbags or whatever the fuck. But no, like these are temporary fixes. Yeah, these are temporary fixes because I was deeply depressed and I was just like trying to lie to myself basically with these temporary fixes. But like the root cause is majority, the majority, grand majority of my life was taken up by a job I hated working for people I did not really like, who probably did not really like me, given the fact that they fired me just like days after I returned from medical leave. And so like the majority of my life was like meaningless to me now looking back. And I just needed, you know, reasons for me to endure the pain. If you focus more on the root cause and not just like finding temporary pain relief, maybe you'll be able to have a much higher quality of life overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what, it's hard especially for you, especially depending on how your job is, to mm-hmm. take that time to even reflect, to think, what can I do mm-hmm. to enough? Right, right, yeah. right. No, I get it, because I was there too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Share this episode with anyone you think can benefit from it. Thank you so much for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review or taking a screenshot of this episode. 
tagging me at cherrytung.co and sharing it on Instagram where I'm most active. I can't wait to connect with you. In the meantime, go out there and seek your freedom.